0: Brewers Weekly rolling on here on WTMJ, 414-799-1620. That is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Brewers coming off a rough, 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 road trip where they only win a couple games and it ended with a thud today when they lost in dc to the nationals 15-2 while all of that is going on there's still a lot of rumblings going on about uh, about who they're going to make moves for and if they're going to make moves and to get uh, all the information on what we might see from uh, the brewers between now and monday we're going to uh, welcome on an mlb insider for sb nation he's also uh, the site manager over at mlb daily dish it's our friend and Chris Cotillo. Chris, thanks for taking some time in what's a very, very busy week for you. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. It's uh, it's going to be caffeine time I'm in here about, in about an hour, and then uh, hopefully... Well, it's been like a uh, midnight or a 1 a.m. trade like every night so far this week, so hopefully not any of that tonight.
0: Is it just me, or has the flurry of trades uh, started a little bit sooner this year than in years past?
1: It's definitely a little bit more. You know, I think we've seen... That Quintana deal came uh, really, really quick, and right after the All Star break, similar to the Pomeranz deal we saw last year. But you know, it's it's been kind of a a slow drip. You know, there's not been that many big names. I think if you ask the average baseball fan if, if they knew a lot of these names, they'd say no. JD Martinez, Quintana, maybe Todd Frazier, Duda today, um, but it's just a lot of relievers, which which aren't the biggest moves ever, really impactful ones, but not you know in terms of headlines. And then. Just the the never-ending rumors on Gray and Darvish and Verlander and those kind of guys. There's just no real strong offense available right now. I think J.D. Martinez might be the best position player we'll see moves, period. Uh, The relievers, it's not the names like Chapman and Miller. But, yeah, it's, it's quantity, but not necessarily quality until we see maybe Gray and Darvish move this weekend.
0: Well, the Brewers have been linked to all three of those starters that you just mentioned. What are your expectations in terms of what the Brewers might do between now and Monday?
1: Yeah, that's that's really I'm sure the billion dollar question for you, but it's a million dollar question for for the national scene. I think you know it's it's early on they look like they were going to be uh, really in on a, a bunch of things, and they were aggressive on Gray and aggressive on uh, all these guys. And I wrote the other day that I really think that they should stand pat and hold their prospects. Historically, you know, I'm the kind of guy that says go for it, but I just look at this specific situation and say I really don't like it. You know, the Swarzak deal is one you can make. It's a good upgrade, a guy that probably not a lot of people have heard about, obviously, and you don't have to give up much for him. Just Cordell has only been in the organization for a little while, but giving up a ton for Gray, uh, makes, makes a little bit of sense to me, but, but I think they're going to get outbid, uh, by the Dodgers or the Yankees for those guys. Those teams are really motivated. They have a ton of money. They will have financial flexibility in the future to go sign big free agents. They're in a very different place, and, and I think, you know, they, they're really going to do that. If I'm the Brewers, I, you know, all the projections, is as tough as this is to hear, all the projections have them around 500, maybe third or fourth in the division. St. Louis has been up and down, but on a little streak right now. Pittsburgh obviously went on that streak. And the division. in my mind, probably the most wide open in all of baseball. Uh, so it's really tough for me to, to endorse them making a big move, but I'm sure they're, all, they are looking at all the options. And, and if the price gets too big, uh, I think, you know, that's, that's probably gonna dissuade them. I think it already has in the gray thing.
0: The the slump for this team because they just go on a ten game road trip where they only win two games, the slump comes at the worst possible time because you don't want to judge you know, a team on ten games of a one hundred sixty two game schedule, but you're sitting here if you're David Stearns trying to make decisions on if you're gonna go all in or not. How much does the way the team has played for the last week and a half maybe impact uh, moves that may are made or are not made going into Monday?
1: You know, it's it's really tough to to pick out the games on the course of a hundred and sixty two game season that end up being the most important. You know, a lot of people say it's important to get off to a good start. A lot of people say, obviously, September is extremely important. I think, you know, the stretch out between the all-star game and the trade deadline for those middle of the pack teams that aren't guaranteed in the playoffs and they're not out of it are really the most important games. We've seen what the Royals have done lately. All of a sudden, they're buyers. We thought they, we all thought they'd be selling. They're buyers. They went out and got Trevor Cahill and some relievers are going to be probably, you know, at this point, probably getting Francisco Lariano, but not confirmed and, and a couple other pieces. So, you know, a couple of years ago, I always look at this, the Tigers went at about a week in 2015, they, they said, and over the next week, it's going to decide what we're going to do with this team. And that week, they trade David Price and Cespedes, get back Fulmer, and fire Dombrowski. Like, if they had performed <laughs> well in that one random week in July, then probably the whole you know, fortunate organization would have been changed, it would have changed the future of the Red Sox, so they might not have gotten Dombrowski. Just a lot of really crazy stuff like that. Uh, can happen, so yeah, it is a bad time for that to happen. To go two and eight in your last ten, especially when you know you've been a really good team all season and and have a lot of hope for a big move. So I think it's making them pump the brakes just a little bit on making that huge impact splash. And we've seen that uh, at least in, in the last couple of days, where the reports seem like they're less aggressive.
0: We're talking with Chris Cotillo. He's an MLB uh, insider for SB Nation. If you're not all in on on a Sonny Gray or those top-level guys that are available, especially with the Brewers, the payroll, as low as it is, you can probably pick up a guy that's kind of akin to what you would get now in the month of August if you're willing to pick up the salary of somebody who's overpaid, right?
1: Yeah, obviously I don't think Gray or Darvish would be available there, but I think Berlander could be, uh, probably will be. Um, if he's not traded, then he's probably a guy who's going to pass through waivers. It's just, it's a very, you know, top heavy market in terms of trade. So, really the big four, I guess, if you count Quintana when he was available, Quintana, Gray, Verlander, and Darvish. Uh, the fifth guy is probably Lance Lynn in my mind. And then there's that massive drop off where the sixth guy was probably Jaime Garcia, So we saw move already to the Twins, could move again now that they're looking at selling. But you have guys like Garcia. Trevor Cahill, Liriano, Marco Estrada—these guys who performed really badly—who are the guys that could move—and so it's just you know you're going to have to probably either overpay for someone good or pay a price you're you're willing to pay for someone who's not going to be that good. So that, that's really a, a tough place to be. You know the relief market is oversaturated where you can get an all-star like Pat Neshek last night for not that much. You can get a guy like Sforzak for not that much. The starting pitching market doesn't work that way, and and that is really detrimental to all the buyers who are really looking for those moves.
0: And someone who's right in the middle of this, like, there's been some names that connected to the Brewers, whether it's Curtis Granderson today. Rosenthal reports that uh, Ian Kinsler, even Verlander, like, there's names out there that just don't really fit. They don't make sense from a common sense level. How, when you're going through that reporting process and hearing things, how do you kind of discern what's real, what's not real, and, and things like that?
1: That's a great question. I think uh, I, I personally, you know, just it's based on trust with the individual source for me. But but I trust that guys like Ken Rosenthal and Jerry Krasnick and those guys are not, you know, specifically being played uh, on on trying to, uh, you know, get those types of reports out from sources with a motive. You know, I think we've seen that in the last few days where or the last couple of weeks where you know the Brewers being in on Quintana might have pushed the price up for the Cubs. The Red Sox supposedly being in on Todd Frazier pushes the price up for the Yankees potentially, and the Red Sox really weren't in on Frazier. Uh, even Bob Nightingale from USA Today, who's well connected with the White Sox, admitted that in a tweet, saying, "You know, it's it's it. The Red Sox didn't really have interest in Frazier, but it didn't hurt that the Yankees thought they did. You know, that that kind of games that go on in the media. So that makes you think as a reporter, like, am I being manipulated at all times?" I think seeing the Brewers in on every player that's possibly available is pretty interesting to me. Um, it's it's probably just a, a sign of them checking in everywhere. Maybe they did check in on Granderson and Kinsler and Verlander, but that doesn't mean any of those things are especially likely. It actually helps running a website. You get hits when you're <laughs> able to say, oh, team connected the player 24 times a day uh, with a specific team, especially there's a lot of intrigue around the Brewers right now. Um, and I love when the Dodgers are linked to all those guys because, big market, big fan base, they're starving for a World Series, and, you know, the Dodgers have been linked to Darvish, Gray, and Verlander today as well, so that's a lot of a lot of good traffic usually, but it's, uh, I, I like to really, you know, I I try to just report things that I think are have a good chance of actually happening, um, but at the same time, those rumors also set a basis for, you know, this team pursued this player before he was dealt, this shows that they're looking for someone in that position and they could possibly do something a little bit down the line, so it's, uh, it's the time of year where things are just flying everywhere, as you know, and uh, it's what makes it kind of fun.
0: Last thing for you. How sure are you that Sonny Gray will get traded? And if it happens, what's your uh, leader in the clubhouse right now to get him?
1: I'd say uh, 80% on him. I think it's just we're at a point where it's like almost at final offers. Um, I'd say 80% on him to give you a bonus answer, probably 50-50 on Gray still, and probably, I think, I still think 30% on Verlander. I think there's too many obstacles there to get a deal done. Gray is the big guy, I think, probably by the end of the weekend, and the Yankees are, are the clubhouse leader there. Uh, there's a lot of interesting clubs. The Brewers, publicly fading, probably doesn't bode well for their chances, honestly, but that connection, uh, Gray has there is, is an interesting one. The Braves, I feel like, if if they want to make a package, they could do it. Same with the Astros, so, Teams could jump in late, but right now, if I had to guess, I'd say the Yankees.
0: Follow Chris Cotillo on Twitter at Chris Cotillo, C-O-T-I-L-L-O. He is not going to get a single minute of sleep between now and Monday. It's going to be pretty incredible. Chris, thanks so much for your time. I'm sure we'll catch up again very soon. Three
1: three to four hours is more like it. Thanks.
0: Uh, you bet. There's Chris Cotillo joining us here on Brewers Weekly.